Great. I mean, if, you can, if you've got the, the Bible, if you keep that open on the page, what was it, 723? Is that right? That'd be fantastic. What, here? Yeah. <laughs> Not <up> there. <laughs> okay, so the song we're looking at today, it comes from a life-changing event, doesn't it? Um, you know when sometimes you, you have those experiences in life that actually make you examine yourself and, and life itself. What's going on? What is God up to? Um, and we see here that Zachariah is full of praise uh, for a God who rescues, who is mighty, uh, who keeps his promise, and who has a message for the world. See, right at the beginning of this book, Luke uh, explains the whole reason he writes it. So if you, if you look at chapter 1, verse 4, what does it say? It, uh, it says, Luke's writing this so that his reader may know the certainty of the things he's been taught. Things about the message of Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ's life and death and resurrection. You see, we need to know with certainty too. I mean, if, if we're going to know that our lives really can be changed like Zacharias, we need to know this certainty. And so no wonder he, he includes this song. Um, we, we used to think about miracle births at Christmas time. Um, but this Christmas number one is, is set after the miracle birth of John the Baptist, not Jesus. A priest is told by an angel that he, will have, uh, his, he and his wife will have a baby. Verse 12. Um, and this would be a miracle, verse 7, like, like we just heard, that because Elizabeth can't have babies, and, and they're both very old. This is similar, isn't it, to, um, if you know your Bible, the account of Abraham, way back in Genesis. And the similarities don't stop there. Um, Zechariah questions the angel in verse 18. How can I be sure of this? Um, this unbelief, verse 20, it leads to a silencing, doesn't it, for nine months. And one, one day that, that will be permanent for all unbelief. Um, could you imagine Steve silent for nine months? I, think that'd be, I quite like the image of him on that board there, walking around to speak. Um, anyway, Zachariah has a lot of thinking uh, until the birth, uh, thinking time until the birth comes around. Um, when it does, we see there's a, there's a family party. And the friends and family seem to take over this party. The mother has to wrestle against them for her wishes to be heard for her son. The new boy is to be called John, she says. But the crowd's confused. There's no one named that in the family. Then you can imagine the scene as, as they make some space to consult the mute father, flapping violently, trying to say what he wants to say. Everyone gathers round whilst he scribbles. His name is John. And suddenly he begins to speak, praising God, verse 64. I just noticed in this, in this section before the song how loose focus. It's on the crowd's reaction, isn't it, to what's going on. There's plenty of verses there. They know something's going on, but what? Uh, God is working, but how? People are amazed, full of awe. And it's not just the people at the party, but you see that the news spreads around the local neighborhood. This is obviously the perfect time to release your first single. Spare publicity than a run on X Factor. And Zachariah had nine months to think about the lyrics he's going to say. So, he's to tell them about what is God, God has been up to and what he's up to now. See, Zechariah delights in the fact that God himself has come to earth and has come to redeem his people as he promised. He delights in it. And we should too. See, you should, you'll soon notice that even after John's miracle birth, uh, Zechariah chooses to focus on someone else for most of the song. So, the, the grand opening, verse, 68 and 60, uh, verse 67 and 68, God has come. So, if, if I was to tell you 
that Fernando Torres, well, he's, he's come over to mine a few times. Uh, we've played some Xbox, talked about haircuts, fashion, you know, the kind of things footballers like to be, I imagine. Um, you know, I think most people would be quite excited, especially if I was to say, yeah, he, he wants to come to church this week, he wants to meet you all, you know, hang out with us. I think it would be quite, quite exciting, wouldn't it? It would be quite interesting to have someone of that fame come here, even if you're an Everton supporter, Dave. Um, well, you see, Zachariah is excited, not just because uh, a famous person is coming, but it's God himself has come. See, verse 68, let me read it. Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come and has redeemed his people. And that is a story. There's a, there's a plaque in a, in a Florida space museum uh, that has a quote from an astronaut, and it says, The greatest miracle is not that man has walked upon the moon, but that God has walked upon the earth. You know that's true? See, God has come to earth, and Zechariah knows why. He says in this verse, he has come to redeem his people. Now, redeem, it, it simply means to buy them back or to set them free. See, God has come to buy back his people through Jesus. The God of all history comes down to earth and becomes like his creation. He suffers for us. He doesn't wait for us to make the move. He, he doesn't wait for us to make ourselves good enough. Think about how long that would take. But he's motivated by love and he comes to us. See, Zechariah has had a life-changing event. He was a priest who, who, who was seen as upright in the Lord's eyes, verse 6. But if he understood who God really was, would he have responded like he did in verse 18? Can I be sure? You see, Zachariah seemed full of duty. But did he have the delight of understanding the God with which nothing is impossible? The God who can bring life from death. I mean, it's a great picture, isn't it? A baby being born from a woman unable to give birth. See, this is the God who can come down to the world he created. Zachariah has definitely understood it by the time we get to verse 68, hasn't he? He's praising the God. Um, now, I don't, I don't think we're, we're Jewish priests or priestess, but I think we can have a, a similar problem, can't we, to Zechariah. Uh, do we have the same understanding of, the God, that Zach, of God that Zechariah eventually did? Uh, if you do, you'll trust him with your whole life, surely. But I, I know I can see God just as a comforting thought sometimes. You know, when times are tough, it's nice to think there's someone up there. Uh, someone looking down on me. But ultimately, I, I have to look after myself because he's up there and I'm down here. Two different worlds. But no, Zechariah tells us how, God, how the God of all creation, all power, has come to earth. Do you see God like this? Do you delight in him like this? See, he wants to know you personally. wants you to trust him with everything in your life. And I'm not saying we should uh, be expecting to see angels uh, talking to us you know, every other week. But because of the Bible, because of his son, I think we should know that our God is active. He is living and he wants to communicate with us. So why is he redeeming his people? Uh, and what from? So, the next little bit. Um, verse 69 to 75. How's he done that? What's he, what's he done with this redeeming? See, Zachariah is full of, a God, uh, full of praise for God who is faithful, isn't he? All throughout history, God's people were waiting for a saviour to come. If you've read the Bible, it's, it's all the way through. See, Zechariah has worked out what is going on, that the Saviour has come. Uh, this has been promised through the prophets of long ago, as it talks about here in verse 70. And again to David, the, the great king of Israel's history. Uh, you see, this song really draws on theme, a theme that is echoed throughout the choruses of Israel's pop history, if you want. 
Um, again, verse, verse 69. Uh, now this horn of salvation. It, the horn is it's not a backing instrument. It's not his band. Um, this, this horn was a symbol all throughout the Old Testament of strength. Uh, imagine a bull with its horns poised, ready to attack. See, this, this salvation is not a temporary fix. It's not a, a plaster to cover a gaping wound. See, this is the main event. This is it's what God's been working towards throughout all of history. See, if we miss this, we miss the thing we were made for and have been waiting for. See, God has sent his B.A. Barakas, his eighty. This is it. Okay, Jesus is the salvation. See, it's, it's not a code, it's not a system, but it's a person. See, we can know this person. Jesus is here to keep the promise of bringing God's people to him to bless them and make them into a great nation. See, notice the certainty again Zachariah has of this promise being kept. The first few verses, he, he, he talks about it in the past tense. He has come. He has raised up. To this point, Jesus was still in his mother's womb. And yet Zachariah was that confident he knew what was happening. Um, I don't know if you heard it, but West Ham played Man United a few, few weeks ago. <laughs> I was pretty scared when it came to this, but what a day, what a day. 4-0 for West Ham. It was, uh, it was beautiful. Um, and I was listening to it on the radio, you see, and, and after Carlton Cole scored his second goal, West Ham's fourth, the commentator could easily say, West Ham have been amazing here tonight. They deserve their victory. See, it wasn't full time. Technically, Man United could still have scored four goals, five goals. Not the way Matthew Opson was playing, but anyway. But the, the commentator was sure of the outcome. He, he knew what was going to happen. And it's the same with Zachariah. He is sure of the outcome. So he can talk as if it's already happened. See, God keeps his promises. Okay, all of this talk of salvation, but, but what's it from? What are we being saved from? What is God buying us back from, setting us free from? Um, if we look at verse 71 and 74, they talk of salvation, and, but they talk of a rescue from enemies. Um, the enemies Zachariah talks about here, I, I want to suggest they're not the external ones, the ones that are out there. They're not necessarily the, the bully at school, the workmate who constantly skits us, or in Zachariah's case, the Roman Empire who oppressed the Israelites. See, the enemy is bigger than all of those. Uh, the biggest enemy the people of Israel had, and that we have today, is actually the sinful hearts within us. See, it's, it's my instinct to think, I can run my own life without reference to God, not letting God be God. See, we, we see it with the Israelites in, in, in the Bible, or in the Old Testament, when they refused to obey God, and they worshipped idols, and they made their own gods up. And what did it lead to? It led quickly to despair. It led to a broken community that they lived in. See, it wasn't the physical enemies that threatened them, as God was stronger than everything that faced them, but it was themselves. They, they were the real enemies. See, you see verse 71 and 74 talk about the enemy having us in their hand. Do you see that? See, we're gripped by it. We're not, we're not just free to walk away by ourselves. It is, it is that enemy, our sin, that hates us. It hates us. And it stops us from having a real relationship with the God who provides all good things. See, it's, it's that enemy that Christ will defeat. Um, by taking away the biggest threat to us, God has made a way we can be safe and to know it as well. We can be sure of it. Some of us have probably had really hard weeks. 
But it's comforting to know, don't you think, that God can take away the biggest problem in your life. Yes, there's still lots of issues that confront us and make life hard for us. We're not saying it's not. But, the God, but God can take away our biggest problem and is in control. Do, do we see life like that? Um, I don't know, Christmas presents for the kids, our, our physical health, job satisfaction, how people see us. Um, these things seem to be the biggest problems in our world at times, don't they? The Bible says that actually, no, it's, it's the wrongdoing that separates you from the giver of life, of all good things. That is actually the biggest problem. Um, whoever you are. See, are you trusting in what God has done for you? Or are you relying on yourself in the battle against your biggest enemy? Or even, do you see your biggest enemy in life as this problem, as this sin? See, Jesus, as he died on the cross, not only saved us from the eternal consequences of sin, but he made a way so sin didn't have to control us now. See, no longer do we have to be in the hand of our enemy, controlled by our negative emotions, painful memories, evil motives, cruel actions. All these are symptoms of sin. Sure, we'll lose some battles. Life's going to be hard. We're not perfect. But always remember that Jesus has won the war. He's won the final outcome. It's secure. See, our biggest enemy has no command over us now. If we trust in Jesus' death, we're no longer held tight tight in his grasp, doing whatever our desires say. And it doesn't stop there. <laughs> this song has got so much in it. Verse 74 to 75, if you, if you look at that bit here, to rescue us from the hand of our enemies and to enable us to serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. See, we're, we're able now to serve God free from fear. No longer does the, the guilt of sin uh, leave us useless for what God intends for your life. Uh, if you ask, uh, this doesn't come naturally. I mean, if you, if you ask my mother what I was like growing up, um, you could spend all day with her, but she'd never say, oh, he was, uh, he was holy and righteous. It, it doesn't come naturally, does it? Um, <clears throat> yet this is a gift of God because of Jesus. It's something we can have every day, and it can grow in me as I get to know God better. You know that Christmas morning feeling when you're a kid? Uh, you run to the tree and you get a gift, you shake it, you're like, oh, what is it, what is it, I'm excited. Um, well, every morning you can wake up and you can say, what a gift. God sees me as precious. He sees me as full of worth because what Jesus has done for me. In fact, he not only sees me like that, but then he wants to use me to do things. I think that's amazing. And the only way this can happen is if we're fully trusting in God. <coughs> and it's not from our own efforts. See, the God who created the entire universe, the entire universe, wants you. And he's defeated your biggest enemy so that he can have you. No wonder Zachariah is excited. No wonder, you know, nothing can stop God. He just wants to sing about it. When you realise who God actually is, then you can begin to trust fully what he can do. I think, I think that's a great thing we can learn here. And do we depend on God to do this? See, how great is the Lord? He lets nothing separate him from his people. Zachariah sees this, and that's why he's praising God here. Okay, the last little bit, verse 76 to 79. Zachariah, he, he finally gets around to talking about his son, his child, this miracle birth. Um, and it's, it's quite fitting, I guess, that, that uh, John's father talks mostly about Jesus during his song, because that, that, that's what John's life is going to be centered on. You see, 76 to 77, let me read it out. And you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him. 
You see, his job is to prepare the way for Jesus. Uh, how does he do this? By telling people about salvation through the forgiveness of sins. Again, notice Jesus isn't even born yet. <laughs> but Zachariah has worked out what Jesus has come to do. Um, he's come to forgive sins, hasn't he? See, John would later say that living for God means Jesus must increase and I must decrease. Uh, around Christmas time, I can get really cynical, <laughs> uh, uh, really sceptical. Yeah, there, there are those times when, when people think that Christmas can solve all the problems in their life, don't they? Oh, this Christmas perhaps will heal the world. You know, oh, this Christmas I'll get the family together and you know everything will sort itself out. The Christmas spirit will do all the all the work. Um, or even, oh, things are bad in our marriage, but Christmas time, that'll, that'll change it. See, they all seem to think that Christmas has some kind of magical power. Um, and as we look at this song, please, don't just think that Zachariah has got carried away with the rest of them. This news is, is not just a Christmas time special. It's not just for a few people in Israel. See, Zachariah has clicked on to the fact, and he now understands how God is fulfilling his plans for the world, for all time. Now, that's something to be motivated about. It has some weight to it. <laughs> Do we believe this is the best news anybody could hear ever in their life? <laughs> if so, what stops us telling people? What stops us telling people? I think a great, great way to check our priorities is, is to ask the question, isn't it? Uh, what is it you hope for for your loved ones, for the people around you, the people you live with? Um, what's top of that list? Uh, some of the things I, I, I regularly think about is, oh, I hope they get a good job. You know, that'll, that'll give them security. Um, sometimes it's physical well-being. Oh, I hope they have health. You know, if, they're, if they're healthy, they'll be all right. Or, or maybe it's a happy family where everyone gets on. Uh, if, if everyone gets on in our family, things will be great. It'll be all good. But really, what about this question? Is it that the people around you, the people you love, is it, is it that they've met and that they live for the God who saved them? Where do your priorities lie? Um, most songs have a picture to help them understand their message, don't they? Um, last week we heard about Katy Perry and fireworks. Was that, that was right. Um, I think it was a few more madness, baggy trousers, meatloaf, bad out of hell. And if we look to the end of, of this one, we, we see this, this song has a picture of a sun rising. Verse 78 to 79. And notice again, it's because of God's compassion, His love. It's all about what God has done. That this sun rises and shines on all living in darkness and in the shadow of death. The sun doesn't rise on certain individuals only, does it? It's for all people, whoever they are. Uh, what's the sun's purpose? Well, it's to guide our feet onto the, into the path of peace. Um, just looking at this word peace, it, it doesn't mean just stopping violence. Uh, again, it's, a, it's not a Bible word, it's used all the way out throughout. Um, and it means wholeness, it means completeness. See, God wants us to be whole. And we achieve that by being in a relationship with the one who designed us. He wants to see us free from the brokenness that sin causes. And he came down to earth to do it. Uh, the death of Jesus means we can have a relationship with the God of life. Uh, he's pointed the way to peace with him. I, lo I love listening to people talk about uh, their relationship um, with this God. It's full of transformation. So, so no longer do people need to feel the need to uh, intimidate people or to get angry with everyone. 
And no longer do they have to look for happiness in getting drunk on a Friday and they'll deal with the consequences later. No longer do people have to yearn um, for people's approval. See, have you trusted in Jesus to have peace with God? If you have, think about it for a minute. How has it affected you? Do you, do you see it in your life? Um, the thing is, sometimes uh, we don't want the sun to come up in the morning. <laughs> I know I'd much rather stay in bed a lot of the time. But this song warns us, doesn't it, that actually staying in the darkness is staying in the shadow of death. It will only lead to a life that is the best, heartful. It will always be broken. God says if if that is what we really want, if we want to cling to this darkness, then one day it will draw his suffer of peace forever. And then we'll have complete darkness. And every bit of good in our lives will go. See, we look for peace everywhere. And I wonder for Zachariah, if he had tried to find real peace in his public standing as a priest, you know, his duties for God. He is certain, though, now, where it is to be found. Any doubts have been completely extinguished. But what are the areas we look for fulfillment, for that wholeness? Is it in the kids, the talents people look up to us for? Maybe it's in the relationships with that special someone. See, have you ever heard that phrase? <laughs> um, Oh, yeah, you know, when, when people are going out, they say, oh, he completes me, she completes me. <laughs> it's awful, isn't it? I, I can't take it. But, but also, understand this. No, it's God who completes you. Um, this is better news. This is, this, is, this is the good news. And if you get it, you'll delight in it. No person can do this. Uh, and without it, really, without looking to Jesus, all we're doing is scrabbling around in the dark. Uh, okay. So as you read this ancient number one, I wonder what you've made of it. Uh, maybe it's a song that kind of echoes everything you live for. <laughs> if so, may it continue. Um, have you met this God, I wonder, who is living and active? He's defeated your biggest enemy, as he said he always would. Put your hope and trust in him fully. You know, ask him to be your delight above all else. Ask him to come into your life. And as you do, don't expect him not to do anything else. But he'll be working in your life. And maybe you're new to this and you still have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, please, come ask more questions. And in fact, well, the, probably the best thing you can do is, is to, to read on in Luke and to find out just what happened when God came to earth. Um, I guess a good way to finish is actually, is actually how Zachariah begins uh, praising the Lord. So, uh, I'll say a little prayer, and then we'll sing a song. Is that alright? <laughs> Dear Lord, just thank you so much um, that you came to earth, that you broke in. Um, just thank you so much that you didn't just um, break in, but you came on a pur- with a purpose. And that purpose uh, was for Jesus to uh, give us forgiveness from sins. Lord, just thank you so much for that. Help us to delight in that with all our lives. Amen. Voicing.